0: I'm in my
1: 40s, and I feel like my financial circumstances are constantly changing. I don't own a property, but I've been quite good with my key receiver. How do I make a plan to get ahead? Hi, I want to buy a home at some point, but I want to make sure I can still live my life and save for a future when I retire. How should I be mapping out my finances? Very few of us have a bottomless pit of money and are worry-free when it comes to finances. But as humans, we're programmed to put our heads in the sand about anything uncomfortable. For nearly all of us, personal finance is likely to fall into that uncomfortable category. And studies show this is especially true of women. But today, we're going to change how we look at money and hear some really practical steps on how to start planning so we can embrace the future more enthusiastically, whatever you your financial situation is today. Kia ora e i I'm Michelle Acourt and this is Power Money Security, brought to you by The Table, where Kiwi women talk money, sponsored by Mercer. Over these five episodes, I've been getting to the bottom of how women can become financially secure, why we haven't been, and what we can do about it. We've been talking with real people and offering real world advice, no jargon, just straight up advice from women in the know. We've arrived at our fifth episode, and by crikey have I learned a lot over the course of this series. Today's final episode is going to show us how to pull it all together and build your very own money roadmap. As always, I'm learning alongside you with help from our fabulous guests, asking all the questions you might be shouting at your phone. So let's crack on! Power, Money, Security is brought to you by The Table, where Kiwi women talk money, sponsored by Mercer. See seatatthetable.co.nz for more info and in-depth tools to educate and empower women to get ahead in financial matters. I'm feeling really good at this point that I've got my KiwiSaver ticking along in the background and that I did follow my grandmother's advice and made sure I had my own independent savings account. That gives me some choices no matter what life throws at me. And I'm starting to get brave about imagining the kind of life I might want in retirement. And yes, it involves travel and wine and what I need to do to create that future for me. We've had several women dial in with questions over the past episodes, and though they all have wildly different backgrounds and stories, there is one thing they have in common, an anxiety around the future. So, in today's episode, your money roadmap will help take those next steps and build a future for ourselves that rocks. A future where, if you do the mahi now, there will be less stress later in your life, and hopefully less stress at other difficult times when money can add another layer of pressure. Sickness, job changes, relationship breakups. When things like this happen, they're often made worse by money stress. Imagine a world where crappy things might unexpectedly happen, but they don't automatically lead to a frantic checking of your bank accounts and mental arithmetic about how far you can stretch your next couple of paychecks. So that's what we want to help you do today. Lay the groundwork now so that there's one less thing to worry about in the future. Wouldn't just one less thing to worry about be nice? This entire series has been such an eye-opener for me, and I'm really looking forward to today's guests telling me exactly what I need to do to make a solid plan for my money. We've compared our personal wellness to financial wellness a couple of times before on this show, because it's a pretty tight analogy. It said that to attain financial wellness, you need three key steps, a foundation, a plan, and the right mindset. In the last episodes we certainly laid a solid foundation and we've covered a lot of ground to get you in the right mindset. So let's hear how to pull it all together. We've got two stellar guests to help us do this so let's meet them. Joining us once again is the amazing Glennis Wilson, head of the financial advice team at Mercer, giving us those hot tips for sorting your financial well-being. And joining Glennis today and completely dazzling us with her experience is Latavia Tualasia Totai. This remarkable wahine is at the YWCA as a project manager for young women, money and work. And before that, she worked as a financial mentor at a Pacific social service doing wins advocacy, housing support and budgeting. And she brings lived experience to her work. Domestic violence meant her family spent time in women's refuge and they survived years of housing insecurity. Latavia worked on the government's Welfare Expert Advisory Group and she continues to have a passion for helping Pacifica families through poverty. talofa for Latavia. What started you on your money journey, Latavia?
2: I definitely don't think I'm like a money expert. I'm not passionate about money and capitalism. But I think the moment in my life where I kind of opened my eyes in regards to money Being a tool that we can use to be secure and independent was probably after my first year of university. I'm a first-generation uni student, and I was able to buy my own car in cash. (gasps) And that was my family's first car. Like I never had a car growing up. We moved over 14 times. I grew up in severe poverty, which I didn't know until I got to uni in one of my classes. They were giving us these stats and how much parents make, and because I was being raised by a single mum on the benefit. So but there was never poverty of aspiration. So I think I never really put value onto money, but I do put value onto time. So when I was able to buy my car, I kind of had this realization that I was not, a position of social mobility and that I could break a cycle in my family because of the village that's raised me. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of an eye-opening moment for me where I was like, I think it's time to get it together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I watched my mum beg wins for our bare necessities and I also watched my aunties work overtime in factories, and they still do now, um, so that I could have the necessities. So from an early age, um, there was a lot of pressure, um, Mm -hmm. but to put value on their time rather than the money and the things. It's auntie's working this night shift so that I can do debating and all those nerdy things that have given me opportunities to sit across from you here today. Money wasn't really talked about in an empowering way in my household because we didn't know. know? A recent study showed that 83% of young people get their money advice or get their financial know-how from their parents. And so a lot of us come from intergenerational poverty and trauma. Um, So we've never talked about money really other than running away from the loan sharks and (laughs) you know really out here. Um, So I think the opportunity to be able to want more for me and for my community comes from all of those kind of sacrifices that my parents and that my, um, my village went through so that I could go from survival mode to thriving and it's a very privileged and lucky position that I get to be in.
1: I love that.
2: Your money roadmap,
1: let's hit the road. My big concern, now we're at this final stage of the podcast, is how do I keep all this valuable advice in my noggin? After four episodes, I'm feeling really empowered and ready to change my future, but I'm worried when the mic gets packed away that I'm going to forget everything I've learned as I move on to the next 800 things I need to get done this week. Listeners, maybe you're having the same concern, that all those best intentions will be pulled out of your head along with your headphones. I want a practical way forward that I can absorb and action as soon as the end music plays on this episode. That's why I have Glenis and Latavia here today. I need them to keep me honest and give me some actual next steps to take. Like I said, we're hardwired to ignore future problems and to put them off. On top of that, we're also fighting cultural norms here too, as the patriarchy has always claimed finance as its sphere. We're going to overcome all of that though by laying down a strong foundation for your financial future. A plan is a trap to capture the future, so let's get a big net and nab that slippery sucker. All right, understanding where you're going. We need some shape to our plan. So the first thing to do here is to quantify what you're working towards. What kind of life do you want? And I I don't mean that in a wide awake at 4am wondering what I've done with my life kind of a way. What does a life with minimal money stress look like to you? Is it home ownership? Is it retiring with a nice big KiwiSaver account? Or is it as simple as not wanting to have that sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach whenever a bill comes in? What do you think, Latavia?
2: When I went to uni, just having that understanding of the systemic things that happen, you know, colonisation, intergenerational trauma and um, things such as the dawn raids and all of those important events and circumstances that have made... I think, my family or my community more susceptible to not having as much financial um, literacy because I understand the problem's bigger than me and also not attaching my worth to money or to my work or to productivity and having the opportunity to kind of unpack capitalism and how it's harmful to a lot of women especially. Uh And so that talking about money I'm only talking about it because of the system in which we live under. Yep. It's not me talking badly about my family because they did the best with what they had. Yep. You know? It's just me wanting to use the social mobility and opportunity to further us and give us more security and more opportunities to thrive. So I think separating yourself from your money as well, it's like, okay, like money is this tool that I have to help me do these other things. Yes.
1: Let's check in with our financial fairy godmother, Glennis.
0: You need to think about what it is that's giving you this anxiety. Is it that you feel suffocated by the debt? Is it that you just can't see how you'll ever be able to afford a house or, in fact, ever have enough money to just feel financially secure? It may be that you're a single mum and you just need to feed the kids and pay the rent. Is it that you feel everyone around you has it sorted and you just don't know where to start? Begin by naming that fear, close your eyes, take a deep breath and think about what it would be that would make you feel less anxious. What do you want your life to be like? Write it down. That's the goal. Now you can make a plan.
2: Oh, I love these tips, Glenis. How about you, Latavia? With women, there's a bit more pressure to talk about budgets and budgeting, and there's not really that pressure on men which is interesting. I don't see these men talking about budgets and um, they're very specific and intentional with their money. Um, they're often talking about investment and um, entrepreneurship. So I think um, it's important to understand how the conversation can also be gendered as well. Yeah. And that when you're having those money conversations, ensuring you're also thinking of not only income, but also building wealth. Yes. It's time to pack the car.
1: So we know where we're going. It's time to check the tyres, pop some fuel in the tank, pack the road snacks and make sure we've got our basics covered. I want to make sure I've got enough undies, I've got the moisturiser I like. We'll need some extra face mask, and Did I mention road snacks? We always need road snacks. Personally, I can't get enough of lightly salted nuts. Am I right, ladies? Sorry, distracted by snacks. Whoops. Glennis, what are we packing for our roadie?
0: Remember, we're paying ourselves first. That's the most important, critical thing Set up your KiwiSaver in the correct investment option for your age and stage of life. If you get your strategy right at the start, set it and forget it. Then you don't need to worry when the markets might go up and down. The next thing that's really important is to organise your debt. Consolidate it if you can. Get your debt sorted. Really important. Start an emergency fund. Remember we talked about that. And if you can, start an investment account as well. A great way to begin this is to set up an automatic payment from your account each payday with a percentage of your salary going into each of these. It doesn't have to be a lot of money. And yes, you do need to cover the bills and life and coffee. But hey, time and consistency, that is the key. And that is really important that you start today and keep going.
1: And so if you're going to continue with the roadie metaphor as you hit each stop along the way, you do some repacking, right?
0: Exactly. For example, once you've cleared your debt, keep putting that money aside. You've got used to not having it in your pocket each week. So keep it up and switch it towards your KiwiSaver or your investment account. And once you've saved for three months of expenses into your emergency account, once again, redirect that other money, that extra money, into perhaps your KiwiSaver or an investment account or even a shorter term goal saver account, if that's what you want to do.
2: Thanks for that, Glenis. What do you think, Latavia? I think finding out your money personality is a game changer as well. So I think you need to start there. And then creating your emergency fund, highly recommend aiming towards building up to at least $1,000 so that if something happens, you have that there in terms of necessities or bills or just life shocks that do happen and often are put on the shoulders of women so I think those kind of tools are really important and I think one of the biggest things and a lot of research has shown here in New Zealand and overseas is that with women it's our confidence because a lot of us are actually in charge of our own finances at home. Yeah I think we've gone past this time where it's like men are in charge of all the money like You know, and in some situations that's happening and that works for you. However, I think in a majority, a lot of women are in charge of the finances in a home, especially the single mothers as well. So they're already doing the work at home, but lack confidence to go beyond that in terms of investing and things. So I think working on your own confidence and listening to the podcast is like a really important tool. And I think creating smart goals, like specific and measurable short term and long term goals are really important And making sure that they're achievable. Like, okay, I've got this long term goal of owning a house. Amazing. How are you going to change your KiwiSaver to fit that? Are you going to put some extra money aside? Are you going to talk to your bank about it? What can I actually do? And then the kind of short term goals is okay, I want to go to Rairo for a holiday. What am I going to do for that? How much do I need to put aside? How do I need to live? A recent study showed that over 80% of young people, like school leavers, wish they learned more about finances in schools, which is unfortunate. So there's heaps of different financial literacy courses that are out there, and I personally taught one in a few South Auckland DSR1 high schools. But this needs to be compulsory as well, so, so there's those systemic problems. And teachers are overloaded with all this... This is compulsory, this is compulsory, but if there was funding to bring people in like how they do for life and health education and taking a bit of the burden off of teachers who are already overloaded, that could help. So I think there's quite a few tools that you can use. Yeah. 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 Let's check in with our expert, Gainis Wilson.
0: Once you've got all your goals sorted out, it's a really good idea to talk to a financial advisor because they will actually help you prioritise your goals They'll help you work out what your risk profile level is, which means they'll help you sort out which investment fund you should go into and they'll just keep you on track. Okay, so the car is full to the brim.
1: Mm, did we really need to bring the blow-up chair? You've got your plan, you know what you want, you've covered your basics. Now, how do you make it happen? Let's look at what changes we can make in our day-to-day lives so we can reach our destination in style. This isn't one of those hot take opinion pieces that tells you that housing is unaffordable because of your latte and avocado on toast. This isn't judgment, and we're not ignoring the fact that Aotearoa has a very high cost of living, and we've all been dealt different hands to start with. Looking at what you can do without shouldn't be about shaming yourself or even denying yourself. I prefer to look at it as an exercise in creativity. What can you switch up a bit realistically so that you're securing your future but not making yourself miserable in the present? Things like could you share your Netflix account with your family and direct that monthly savings somewhere it could do some good? I mean, you can work on your financial stability and still not miss the new season of Bridgerton if you get creative. Step away from any buy now, pay later schemes. Also look at what you could honestly do with less of. Could you be leaving a couple of treats out of the supermarket trolley? walking or riding to work. Or maybe you're better off doing a weekly shop online. That way you won't be as tempted to stray from a budget. I'm not going to tell you how to suck eggs, but we need to start thinking about our future as an exciting and empowering thing to put money towards. Think of it less as not buying something now, but actively investing in the future. What do you
2: think, Latavia? I don't want to put out this false narrative that people can budget their way off, out of poverty. Okay, you okay. know, I've worked as a financial mentor at a social service. It's just not possible. The cost of living so high and then a lot of people are in the working poor as well. So I don't want to put that out there. But for those yeah. of us who can and who have the opportunity and I guess especially first-gen social mobility kind of a thing, it's important that we are really intentional with what we're buying. And it's like, do, we, do I actually need this? And if I want it, could I wait? For it, you know, can I wait a couple of weeks? It's those kind of practical things. And it's hard because we work hard and we deserve these things. But it's like, okay, but we'll also deserve it next month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a self care account. <gasps> and my, so I divvy up my accounts, and one of them is self care. And I put aside whatever I can. It's not really a set amount for the self care. And then once a month, take myself out on like a date. I love that. I have a family account as well. So I think having accounts that relate to your situation are important and divvying up your money as soon as you get it in your paycheck. Because I used to, because I didn't know any better, just like make it happen. I was like, okay, I'll buy what I want. And then my bills will just somehow happen. That's how it works. <laughs> so, you know, um sorting out my APs as soon as my pay comes in, paying my rent, you know, my bills and things and having that done first and then having a kind of percentage go towards like a self-care account. Yeah, holiday accounts are important. It just really depends on your personal yeah. aspirations and whether you want to have an investment account and whether that's something That you're hoping for, whether you want to up your chemi saver to 10%. It really depends on your situation and your goals.
1: Yeah, that makes so much sense. Okay, realistic budgeting, travelling within range. We've all done this come up with a great plan and then been a bit too excited and fallen at the first hurdle. You've got to be realistic. Yes. Slashing your food bill to $20 a week will make your future savings plan look amazing, but surviving on endless leftovers will drive you nuts pretty quickly. On the fifth day of eating pumpkin soup for lunch, you'll be in a much more vulnerable position when your workmates head out for Friday sushi. Glennis.
0: It's all about making a budget that works for you. The best thing you can do if you need some help is go and see a budget advisor.
2: What do you think, Latavia? One of the best things I learnt from my auntie Matalena, she's amazing, but they do their budgets as a family on a spreadsheet and they talk to each other about it. And so she's got her income, her husband's income, and then my cousin's nursing income because she stays there. And then um, divvies out where the bills are being paid, how much they can save and how much they've got to spend. And also having those conversations around money, so important. So I guess if you do it as a family and in the home, because yeah, like I said, 83% of young people learning it from your parents, having those conversations with your younger siblings and cousins, you don't really realise the impacts of those. I love that.
1: Thanks, Latavia. Be OK with the bumps along the road. Remember you check the tyres and the fuel gauge before you left and you have your destination in your sights and you've got this. The only constant in life is change, so things will always come up. Don't be hard on yourself or panic when they do. If, for example, you need to dip into your emergency fund early on because of something unexpected... Remember, that's what it's there for, and you can top it up again when you're back on your feet. And stop saying you're bad with money. That inner voice is a liar, and it's trying to trip you up. Don't let it. If you need a further reminder of this, go back to episode three to hear all the ways that women are actually amazing with money. And that includes you, you fabulous thing. Look at you. You're adorable. Talk about your plan with the people in your life who really want you to succeed. Sharing what you're doing with supportive friends and family and partners, workmates, even your neighbours, will create your own little cheerleading squad. If you specifically tell them that you need their emotional support on this, you'll be surprised at the little lifts you'll get from your loved ones along the way. It's also good to let people know what you're doing, to shape their expectations of you. We all have friends whose economic realities are different from our own, so putting it out there from the start can make it easier to stay the course. So when your mate asks you to go for dinner somewhere that would blow your budget up for a month, or you're asked to contribute $100 for a gift for a work colleague you've spoken to twice, have a line ready to tell them that your budget won't allow for that and that you're very committed to your plan. Saying no to things because you can't afford them can sometimes feel embarrassing or like you're less than. But if you can find a way of saying back off to these kind of pressures in a way that also reaffirms what you're doing, it can be really helpful. Something along the lines of, hey, I'm saving for a house or my future or an amazing holiday and it's so exciting for me. This would blow my budget for the week, so do you want to do a fab dinner at home instead and bring a bottle of wine? What do you say, Ganis?
0: Starting with a small amount early is far better than waiting until later. It's all about the effect of compounding interest that we've talked about in these podcasts. It's all about how long you are saving or investing. Once you start, you won't even notice that the dollars are coming out. Start as early as you can. The difference of starting in your 20s or starting in your 50s just means that you may need to work harder to get there. Once you've set up with your KiwiSaver, don't worry about when the markets go down. At the moment, markets are extremely volatile, which means they're going up and down like crazy. Don't panic. If you're in the right investment option and you've set your strategy, just sit tight and things will come right.
2: How about you, Latavia? I'm not like a hard-out investor, like, expert. There's some amazing wahine that do do that, like Girls Who Invest, the podcast, and they have a programme which is incredible, love their work. But I think when you're starting from a different place, like I have and a lot of people in my community, I think it's about saving first. So first I ensured that I saved an emergency fund I think having an emergency fund, having enough to give back to my family and also ensuring I'm putting as much as I can into my KiwiSaver because also there are a lot of opportunities people don't know about in regards, for example, Kainga Order have different grants for 1st home buyers that you could be eligible for. I think my cousin just bought their first home. So proud of them. They're the first in, like, in the family to buy their own home. Yeah. So her and her husband, they're in their 30s, which is quite a triumph. I'm so proud of them. But they also they had heaps in the KiwiSaver because they did the 10%. And they were eligible for 10 grand from Kainga Order as well because they're first home buyers and they're Pasifika. So I think there are also these opportunities as well that kind of recognise these inequities that you should look out for. I love these tips, Latavia. So this is what your roadmap will look like when you're finished.
1: One, you've got your destination. Two, you've packed the car with the basics. Three, you've left the banana lounge at home. You didn't need that. Four, you've got your budget sorted and you're not starving yourself to do it. And five, stay the course and don't worry about the bumps along the road. The final things you'll need are a willingness to be flexible and a commitment to knowing that if you get knocked down, you will get up again. Nothing's ever going to keep you down, not if you've got a good roadmap to lead you onwards. What can I say now to our potentially life-changing guests? Thank you so much for sharing all your valuable insights with me and with everyone listening. I feel so much more empowered and encouraged to get on with the next steps, and it's really helped to know I'm not alone. I've also got a shiny new toolkit of knowledge, and I'm not afraid to share it with other women in my life. You shouldn't be either. If you know of women who would benefit from anything we've discussed over the last five episodes, let them know about this podcast. Money Security is brought to you by The Table where Kiwi women talk money sponsored by Mercer if there was anything in this episode that you would like to know more about see seatatthetable.co.nz for info and in-depth tools to motivate women to take care of their financial futures This podcast is sponsored by Mercer New Zealand Limited, Mercer. The podcast is a general information service and does not take account of the investment objectives, financial situation and or particular needs of any person. Before making any investment decision, you should take financial advice as to whether your intended action is appropriate in light of your particular investment needs, objectives and financial circumstances and consider the product disclosure statement for any product you're considering. Neither Mercer nor any related parties accepts any responsibility for any inaccuracy. Past performance is no guarantee or indicator of future performance.